Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wednesday on the North Shore Drive podcast. on the We're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And man, we have a lot to talk about with Matt Canada being fired from the Steelers on Tuesday. To do that, I brought a former Steeler on. We've had him on before. Trey Essex, former Steelers offensive lineman, Super Bowl champion. We're going to talk about all the things that, that has been happening here for the Steelers. His insight, why the Canada move needed to happen now, and what Kenny Pickett still has to do with his new offensive coordinator, Eddie Faulkner, and his play caller, Mike Sullivan. All that in a contested AFC North. It's going to be a fun episode on the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the day before the game as we break things down all week long here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And remember, we also have daily content that comes out from all our Post-Gazette sports creators, and check all of that out there. As always, the show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Go to Mike's Beer Bar in the North Shore of Pittsburgh right now. They're on Federal Street across the street from PNC Park. They have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those beers are local and 80 of those local beers are available on tap and they're always switching out every single week so you can never get tired about the selections that they have they have also over 20 televisions so if you want to catch the Steelers away game while also keeping an eye on every other NFL game there's no better way place to do it go to Mike's Beer Bar we'll have more on them later we're, we're rejoined here by a guy who returns to our show Trey Essex two-time Super Bowl champion former Steelers offensive lineman he rejoins the show Trey you and I were texting Sunday after the game and we were like boy that was a rough one man and we was talking about man something has to change right. did you did you see Matt Canada's firing coming this week because everyone everyone's like I didn't see that coming I they've never done it never thought they'd do it but they've now done the thing that people have been chanting literally in Utah on the Pat McAfee show. They've been chanting fire Matt Canada. Did you, was this something that you see, see coming and do you see this creating the change that people hope it does? No, uh, of course not. It's, it's <laughs> I didn't see, well, no, no to the fact that I did not see it coming. Uh, I'm halfway. I'm 50, 50 on if it's going to create the change mm. that uh, we, we intended to. Um, nobody saw this coming. I mean, if anybody thought a change was going to be made, it would be during the bye week. But um, as we know, losing division games has rippling effects every year uh, throughout the uh, the organization. And losing to the Browns the way we lost to the Browns, um, I can see why the move was made now, especially with the remaining schedule and the fact that we still have a legit chance at doing some damage in this division mm-hmm. and maybe uh, make, it, make it a run into the playoffs. But uh, will it make the change that we want it to? Uh, I'm hoping. And uh, a quote that my dad uh, always used to tell me, every difference makes a difference. And so we're hoping that a difference in uh, the play calling and the way that these, the game plan is uh, formulated throughout the week, if things are paired together properly within the run game and the pass game, and if our playmakers are going to get the ball, we hope all that increases 
this weekend with the uh, change in the voice that uh, Kenny Pickett hears in his head. I think that's definitely a big part of this is the organization standpoint. And Mike Tomlin praised Eddie Faulkner's organizational skills uh, going into this. He talked about how he runs one of the best rooms on the team as far as the running backs, as far as keeping them in order and focused every, every single week. I think that's a big part of this is Matt Canada, for all the talk about his play calls and, and the things like there, I think what we've been ta- what I've been continuing to say for months is I am less concerned about his play calling and more concerned about how his players aren't hitting the play calls when they're there. And that to me is a, it was always a sign of teaching of organization of not getting guys to be on the same page. And that's part of the job of coordinating as much as people think it's as simple as, you know, hitting a, hitting a button in Madden and saying, I'm calling the, the, the deep ball here, coach. It's not, that's not what it's as much about. It's about making sure each and every week you're focused on what your opponent does. You're look, you're, you're focused on your strengths and getting your, getting your, your plan to play into those strengths. And, that just wasn't done enough for the Steelers. And heck, a lot of people were pointing at it in a game where Jalen Warren was averaging like 11 yards per carry. He only had nine. And if he gets more, maybe the Steelers beat the Browns on, on last Sunday and they're staring at seven and three instead of six and four. Right. Uh, interesting stat came across my way. Uh, when Jalen Warren gets 10 carries, the Steelers are six and oh. He had nine carries on Sunday. Just hit, win the ball one more time and they win the game. What is Mac Canada thinking? I'm playing. (laughs) That is funny. But, uh, yeah, and outside just from the schematics, I think we have a young offense. Yes. A very, perhaps maybe social media savvy, not even savvy, but just someone, an offense that would lend itself to maybe hearing some of the chatter that's been outside the locker room. And you can't tell me that the last two and a half years that through all that and the way that Canada has conducted himself and how the offense has not had success, that he's probably lost some of those guys on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm sure Coach Tomlin was looking at it from a leadership standpoint, like are these guys respecting when Canada, what, what plan Canada puts in uh, that week? And do they have full confidence going into a game on Sunday that that plan will work? I don't think they did. And so uh, promoting somebody like Faulkner, I thought it was very um, – strategic of Tomlin to have Faulkner be that guy to to run the room to get the meetings right to conduct how they do things throughout the week and then alleviating some of his duties at least first time around let Sullivan call the plays I think with especially with Sullivan being having the experience he has in the NFL I thought that was the right move to do and so I thought Faulkner from a leadership standpoint was the right move to make I think guys can get behind him to believe what he's saying and go into the game on Sunday fully confident that they are prepared to the T to do what they have to do on offense to be successful. I also think part of this plays into you're leaning now into the strength that has emerged in the Steelers offense. And as much as people are going to talk about how bad everything is, they have now run the ball for over 160 yards for three straight games. I don't know the last time that they did that, uh, right. you know, you know, as an offense. I mean, Jalen Warren has back-to-back 100-yard games. The last time that happened was James Conner uh, for the for the Ooh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so I think there's a statement there. And in fact, you look back at the last game that they played; they ran for over 170 yards against the against the Browns. No team had done that. So you're coming off of some really strong performances in the ground game. The offensive line's making progress there. The running backs are making progress there. And we've heard from Roderick Jones and Najee Harris that part of it has been the meetings that they've kind of set up to get everyone on the same page. Eddie Faulkner, I have no doubt, has been part of helping get the you know take that to the next step. If he can be part of engineering that kind of a change uh, for the for the for the whole Steelers offense, that could be part of it. Because I'm again, it's 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 not like he's he's drawing up a whole new playbook. 
That's just right. un- unrealistic. You can't do that. But but reorganizing the playbook and reorganizing how you approach each week with the plays that are there. Because again, and Najee Harris said this, and I think it was very true. He's like, everybody got the same plays. Everyone has similar concepts in every playbook, but it's about when you use them, how you use them, what you tell your players to focus on, and how you counter that with what defenses want to do. And Kenny Pickett complained. We, we prepared a lot for man coverage this week against the Browns. They ran a lot more zone coverage than what than what we were thinking, and that led to, led to some problems. That's where I think Eddie Faulkner can be a difference maker. And we'll get to Kenny Pickett in a second. But, Trey, I just think that's, that's where if he's going to make a difference for the Steelers, it has to be in that organizational standpoint. Oh yeah, uh, you got to be able to, and, and like like you pointed to, uh, the fact that our run game has been uh, successful the last three weeks, and now Eddie Faulkner is the one calling the shots. Uh, in the OC, as the OC, I thought that speaks volumes because they can get behind what he's saying because he's actually got a little bit of proof in the pudding. He has some momentum and uh, getting these running backs ready to go. So you would think that that can uh, transpire throughout the entire offense, and so. I'm excited to see what he could do this weekend uh, going against a team like Cincinnati, who, uh, I mean, no matter who you play, I mean, especially a division opponent, you're going to be very familiar. They're down Burrow, of course, but that defense has always been a trouble for us the last few years. And so we can't take them lightly at all. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with this offense this weekend. Absolutely. He's Trey Essex, former Steelers offensive lineman and two, two-time Super Bowl champion. I want to ask Trey specifically about Kenny Pickett. And mm-hmm. because all this don't matter – if Kenny Pickett doesn't at least take what's there with schemed up in the offense. We'll get to all that here on the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's Trey Essex. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Whether you're whether you're going, when you're going down to the North Shore, go right to Federal Street, across the street from PNC Park. Mike's Beer Bar is there. It's the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. You have over 20 televisions, so you can watch whatever sporting event that you want. Literally, if you want to find Duquesne women's basketball, they'll find it for you and put it on the tube. You can also try one of their 500 different available beers 300 of those beers being local 80 of those local beers being available on tap every option that you could dream of and every week they're switching in new new options so that you never run out of ideas also try their steak on a stone meal where you get your choice cut of steak brought to you on a heat on a heated stone each time you cut off a piece you press it into that stone it heats up to the to the degree of wellness you want your steak done with every single bite that's that's what mike beer bar brings the best bar in all of pittsburgh go down to the north shore get mike's beer bar when you get there tell them chris sent you we're also brought to you by Savinas Kane Galucci, their mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas Kane and Galucci. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter here with Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion, Trey Essex, former Steelers offensive lineman. Trey, you and I talked about this as well after the game, and you you even tweeted about this. All of this, there's a lot of kumbaya now in Pittsburgh, now that Mike Matt Canada has been fired, is what people have been wanting. But your point, my point, I think a lot of people's point, is none of this matters if Kenny Pickett does not improve in taking what's there. Because as much as we can look at the organization of the offense, the play calling, and things like that, there were plenty of opportunities that if he just take makes the right throw, sees the open man, this that the Steelers could have won that game. And Matt Canada might not be fired right now. And including in the fourth quarter where Deontay Johnson runs a simple slant and breaks wide open, no one covers him, and Kenny Pickett never even looks at him and runs into a sack. The, it's plays like that that if Kenny Pickett doesn't eliminate, they have to find some other answer because. I don't think anyone can operate there. What's the biggest thing that you see that Kenny Pickett has to do to change what he's been doing wrong over the past few weeks? 
his eyes. And you mentioned mm-hmm. he's not looking in the spots that seem he should be obviously looking in. Um, and it's anticipation. Like, even when he's looking at the right spot, he sees a guy, he's not throwing guys open or he's not anticipating that the guy will come open based on the coverage that he's seeing. So that just tells me he really lacks confidence. I mean, he can prepare all he wants to, but if he's not really to execute and pull the trigger on plays that he's seen in practice and on film, it's 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 a waste. All that hard work that he's put in that Tomlin talks about is a waste if he can't throw in anticipation and he can't yeah. trust what his eyes are telling him. And so, yeah, that that uh, I don't know if we're talking about the same play, but I'm talking about the crossing patterns uh, in that game. Yes, he got a little bit of pressure late, but when I was looking at that play and I looked at it from the tight field, looked at it from the sideline, and Deontay comes open late over the middle. How it broke down and how it fell through, that should have been an easy read for him. And I'm looking at where his eyes are looking, and it looks like he's not even sure what the play concept is. And I'm like, it's easy. You should like, yes, he got pressure a little late, but all he had to do was throw it uh, with a little bit of anticipation and leave Deontay, and that's an easy touchdown. But that's just a microcosm because he has quite a few plays like that where he's just not stepping into the pocket. His his default – and he got away from it for a couple of weeks, but it's nothing more annoying to a left tackle than when you step in and then step out and roll to the left. And I know Dan Moore has to be a little frustrated, but he's getting, I know Roger gave up a sack when he was playing left tackle a couple of weeks ago because of that same move. But that seems to be like his default. And he has to get out of that bad habit of rolling out to the left when he feels a little bit of sense because he's taking his, away, his eyes away from downfield. He's that momentary where he turns away from a downfield, he can't see the wide receivers come open. He can't see what the defender is exactly. And it usually ends up bad. And so, but he has to be confident. And I think that's going to start with how he practices this week. And, or he has to be uh, confident in what his eyes tell him. He has to be able to anticipate and throw guys open. Uh, that's the bottom line here is because Kenny Pickett was not drafted because he had a cannon arm. He was not right. drafted because he was really fast. He was not drafted because he was really tall. He was drafted because the way that he commanded Pitt's offense showed a guy who could see the field, who could mm-hmm. take what was there. And I think that's all the Steelers are looking for. Just take the open man. They're not asking you to throw guys open 30 yards downfield. They're saying, no. hey, if this if this run game gets going the way they think it will and the way it has the past the past month or so, there's going to be open opportunities as defenses try to brace for that run game and can't match up and just take away every receiver. They're just just saying, hey, man, work through your progressions, one, two, three, find the open guy. And there were times last year where I think Kenny Pickett started to do that. And even times at certain points this year, I think the Rams game, you could see that in the fourth quarter start to come to the forefront. But it it has not happened consistently in one game for Kenny Pickett. And that's where I think by the end of the season, we got seven more games, I think, here. Is there what? There's six and four. No, there's seven more games here uh, because there's six and four. In In those seven games, they need to see that from him at some point to show like, hey, it, it's you know we got we got rid of the coordinator if that was an issue that's that's a thing but they have to see him be able to have that command on a football field and if they don't I think there's going to be a lot of big questions going into this offseason about how they handle the quarterback position and recruiting going forward right and it also concerned me that quote he made uh this week um that I, I've never quite heard a quarterback make in uh yeah before about uh they played more man than they play zone I mean every defense in the NFL plays some version of man or zone Yep. So that had me questioning, like, what what are you preparing for? Nobody's going to be one coverage the entire game. What is it about what they did that you could go to the sideline, even if that was the game plan this week? Oh, we're going to have a lot of man beaters in the offense. 
but they're playing zone. Okay, after the first or second series, and you see this adjustment that they've made, you should be able to adjust to a man zone. Like, there's plenty of plays in the playbook, at least it should be. Yep. For either type of defense. And so I didn't know that was more Canada or more Kenny, but it did concern me that Kitty made that comment in a press conference. I mean, that's like basic one-on-one quarterback stuff. Teams play man, teams play zone, and you got to adjust accordingly. Yeah, I'm right with you. And that was the thing when he said that. I also thought like, okay, but like every play, Matt Cannon has even brought this, we even brought this up before when I asked about it. Every play that you design in, in NFL offenses has a part of it that beats man and a part of it that beats right. zone. And right. it's up to the quarterback to be able to identify those situations. And I even asked Kenny Pickett about that because like there was a play against the Packers in a game that they won where he checked it down to Jalen Warren really quickly because he thought it was going to be man, but they dropped back into a zone and Deontay Johnson was walking towards the end zone Crazy mm-hmm. enough, Deontay Johnson's name getting open again and not being targeted. Um, but he was walking to the end zone and couldn't even get a look at because Kenny Pickett locked into what he thought would be man coverage based off of his pre-snap reads. And that's, again, where I think that beyond just the play-calling standpoint from Mike Sullivan, the, organiza- the organization of it, the setting Kenny Pickett up every week, hey, when they do this thing, when they, have, when they give you this look, it could be this, but it could be this. And this is the key I need you to read as a quarterback to understand in the two seconds. And let's, I'm, I'm going to say this. Quarterback is not easy. I'm not saying it's, no. oh, just read the defense. But the but to be a good quarterback in the NFL, which I think still Kenny Pickett still can be, you have to be able to understand. And that's in those two seconds to start to snap, what is the defense doing? And immediately, instinctually, no. This is my counter for that. I'm going right there. I don't have to see my receiver to get open. I know he's going to get open, and I'm going to make this throw in that situation. If he starts doing that right there, Trey, that opens up everything else for the offense and for the entire team, in my opinion. Right. And knowing it and doing it with confidence are two different things. I think he he knows it. Now, having the confidence to pull that trigger, that's a whole different ballgame. And so because he's so turnover adverse at this point, he understands the strength of our team is our defense. And I'm sure – it's been mentioned once or two, twice after he started his rookie year with all those interceptions that he wanted to take care of the ball better. And he's done a great job to his effect, but it's not like he's taking a lot of risk either. And so we need his offense to be more explosive and we need some big plays downfield. And I think a good way to do that, and I think this leads into him, and I've mentioned this on Twitter as well, getting more no huddle in there. Because the thing that no huddle mm. does for Kenny, it lets him call the plays that he's most comfortable with. But another thing that it does, it puts the defense in a base defense. They can't sub out. They can't do a whole bunch of different things on defense. They might have, you know, some formation adjustments where they might blitz or something. But for the most part, they got to stay in a vanilla type defense when you are running uh, plays and um, going downfield in a no huddle. And so I think that will help Kenny out a lot. Slowing things down from a processing standpoint and also giving him confidence to drive the car and call the plays that he's most comfortable with. I'm right with you. I think that's the big thing. Make things easier on him. Uh, and, and no huddle can be that. And it's one of those things that you don't want to run it all game long. Right. No, just a change up. It's just a change up, you know, to get things going. And you know what? Maybe after a drive, like like if they can get one of those opening drive touchdowns like they did against the Titans and the, and the Packers, maybe the next drive, that's when you bring it in because then – you have some confidence. You hit. You get things going, and then start feeding off of that. And if you if, if that leads to something, then you can get back to back scores. And then all of a sudden, you got two scores in your opening drives. You got some confidence, and then you can mix it up. And the defense, right. the other teams, they're going to be looking like what happened. The Steelers have scored fourteen points, and it's the first quarter. We're in trouble. <laughs> like that. That's right. where I'm right with you. If they can get something out of Kenny Pickett, just do that. I'm. No one's asking him to be Patrick Mahomes, 
Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, none of that. I think the Steelers are all they're saying is, hey, be Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Take what's yeah. in front of you, and was this team can win. All day, and especially with the two horses we got. Uh, and Jalen, Jalen's coming on strong, obviously. Yeah. And I think Najee's not getting enough due credit. People are brag. Uh, I am so glad you said that, Trey. They, uh, Najee has played well. This last week, he didn't have his best game, but the two prior uh, games, I think him and uh, Jalen have a very good gang of gang. I think they benefit one another. I think Najee has ran hard when we needed him to run hard. He's done so he's had some big plays, but he gets all the flack because he's a first round draft pick. I get it. And there's a undrafted guy doing well, doing better. I'm not just gonna put it yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. He's doing better when he has the ball. But it's not like Najee's not being productive. And it's not like he's not a big reason as to why the offense is running a lot better. He is absolutely a big reason because of that. They run they often run two different plays. I can get into this whole breakdown of it real quick, but sure. I'm not going to. But Najee gets undue flack a lot of times for how he's run the ball. I'm I'm happy that he's doing better. I think that he's a crucial part of this offense. Obviously, we want to get Warren the ball as well more. But having sets, I think, with both of them in there will help our offense a lot. Do some things that San Francisco and Green Bay used to do back in the day when they had two backs, uh, when Aaron Green and A.J. Dillon used to do that a couple years ago. Um, but – so many options with this offense with the playmakers, and I'm really happy the way 22 has been playing. Don't think he gets enough credit. I agree. I mean, I think on top of this, and you brought this up, it's not just about what he's doing on the field and the hard work he's doing there. Behind the scenes, he's the guy that's like, guys, let's get it. Let's get, yeah. let's do this. Let's do that. And Mason Cole's talked about it. Broderick Jones has talked about it. But he's the guy leading that. I think that that's where the Steelers really appreciate him is that he's a leader. He's he guys are following him and he works with Jalen. Like as much as people, you know, a lot of people are trying, are trying to make this a, a, a versus situation between the two of them. They're very much a tandem. And you can even see when Jalen Warren scores a touchdown, Najee Harris, even if he's not on the field, he wants to celebrate with him. Cause he's exactly. like, that's my guy. And I think that chemistry is so important to the Steelers. It could be very important to them. Flipping things around, they're six and four. They're not where they were this time last season, where I think they were three and seven or four and six, and they had to win so many games to get back into the playoff conversation. They would be the seventh seed if the playoffs started today at this very moment. If they if they can figure a few things out on offense, just taking the basic parts of the passing game and making that average, this team is a playoff team and maybe even a playoff competitor. And I want right. to talk about that more with you with the AFC North and the outlook for the rest of the season here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post. Get that. But first, I want to remind you, we're also sponsored by Game Time. Game Time is the app you can download right to your phone right now and get you and get you a chance to buy tickets for your favorite events without it being stressful and giving you easy ways to do it. Game Time is the easy way to buy tickets for all your events, whether it's you're going to a sporting event, a Steelers game, a Penguins game, a pit game, whatever you want to go to, or if you're going to a, a, a musical theater event, a comedy show, anything around around game time can help you buy tickets for, and they're getting you killer discount deals that you that you will be so excited to get. And when you down, go into the game time app or go to their website, gametime.co, you can look right at the view from your seat so that you know when you're getting that seat, that's what you're actually you're getting the value that you're actually paying for. So get the game time today. Even you can even get those kind of discounts up to an hour after your event has started if you're running late. Game time is the best place to get tickets and right now they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code pitt pit for 20 dollars off your first purchase or go to the website gametime.co terms and conditions apply create an account and redeem code pitt pit for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
Back here in the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter here with two-time Super Bowl champion and former Steelers offensive lineman, Trey Essex. Trey, let's talk about the AFC North for a bit here because mm -hmm. the Browns just won this game. They were 7-3. They're now a game up on the Steelers, but the Steelers uh, you know, can still, can still battle back with them. I think that some people have now discounted the Steelers from having a chance at the AFC North simply because of the way they played against the Browns. But like you said, this is a young team, and young teams – I find are often the most likely to turn things around in the middle of a season, get hot and get and start and start getting things uh, going for them. And again, like the run game playing well, the defense is playing well. If the passing game just takes a little step up and the rest of those things hold, I think that this is a team that they win more of those games like, like they like they lost against the Browns. And I think they even win more games like they lost against the Jaguars. And when I look at the standings right now, especially in the AFC North, the Ravens don't exactly have an easy towing. They have the Chargers this week and the Rams after that, but their final four games at the Jaguars, at the Niners, against the Dolphins, and then the, with those three games, if the Steelers can just handle their business down the stretch, that the Steelers would get the Ravens in a final Week 18 matchup. And if the Ravens were still a division leader and the Steelers beat the teams they're supposed to beat, you got backup quarterbacks for the Bengals and a defense that's struggling to stop the run. You got teams like the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the uh, the, the Colts, all teams there that you, that you can beat, you can lead, lead into that situation. This could be a, a, a season that I think the Steelers have a shot at winning this division. And that's why this move was such a crucial one. The timing of it is not lost on me. This was a stretch that uh, we got a legit chance to show who we are as a team. And ironically, Chris, I mean, we're six and four. Unlike every other game that we play where we've had to come from behind, we actually control our own destiny moving yep. forward. And a very with a very favorable schedule. And then so everything's right in front of us. And if, like you said, we just make some minor improvements in the passing game, well, I want to say more than minor, a little bit more than minor, because we've already been as probably as bad as you can get in the uh in the passing game. But if we could just make some strides and keep on running how we're running and keep our defense healthy, that is crucial. If our guys on defense stay healthy because we've been absolutely um devastated at the linebacker positions, but we got some guys in there. I, I know Miles Jack is familiar. We got um, uh, Blake Martinez, Pokemon car guy coming in, and, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was very productive in his years in Green Bay and New York. So I'm very familiar with him. And so he's a tackling machine. If he shows anything that he's done and he's only 28 years old, I think he's going to help our defense out a lot. And so if those things mesh and Kenny Pickett starts improving and has more confidence and, you can see this offense start heading in the right direction. Everything is in front of us from the AFC North title to uh, getting hosting a playoff game in Accra Shore Stadium for the first time. Um, it's it's right there in front of us. I think it's there. I, I think that's the thing. I think people are discounting the the rest of the way. I think the Browns they're, they uh, they 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 look, defense did it did their did their thing against the Steelers this past week. But mm -hmm. their defense on the road has actually been pretty bad, and they're about to face a Broncos team that started to figure some things out. I don't give the Browns an easy pass this week to win. And when I look at their schedule, they don't have a, nearly as tough a schedule as the Bengals or the Ravens do because both of them play some tough opponents down the stretch. But they also have to play the Jaguars. They also have to play the Texans. They still have to play the Bengals. And I wouldn't. I don't think it's taught, it's a, it's an easy gimme against teams like the Broncos, the Rams, or uh, or even or, or the or the Jets at the, at this point. So you know, I think the I think the the, the Browns aren't necessarily a gimme to to fit to to just keep 
keep ahead of the Steelers. But right. that's where it comes back down to. Can the Steelers handle their business? You look at their, these games coming up. They have they I think if if they want to win the division, this week is a must win. They don't oh, yeah. have to win this, this week to make the playoffs, in my opinion. But if they mm-hmm. want to win the division and host a playoff game, beating the Bengals this week gets you to seven, seven and four and sets up a, a home stand against the Cardinals and the Patriots and then a road game against the Colts. And if you get through that four and oh, all of a sudden you're 10 and four. And then you're looking at the season with three three last games against another again a backup Bengals a backup quarterback led Bengals coming to Pittsburgh a Seahawks team that has not looked good this season and then you're looking at the Ravens at the end of the year if you can go five and two in that stretch you're an eleven win football team that might not win the division but you will at least be one of the higher wild cards to get a shot at playing one of the lower division winners. And that's more of a matchup that could definitely suit the Steelers than necessarily playing, you know, like the chiefs in, you know, in in Kansas city to start their wild card run. Exactly. And if we keep on morphing into the team that I think we're capable of, we're turning into a December, January team with the way we're running the ball and the way Mm -hmm. people didn't realize how well our defense played against the run against Cleveland. I mean, yep. That was been one of our biggest bugaboos the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and they completely shut down a, a top five ranked uh, rushing offense that had to depend on the run because of their quarterback situation. And so, um, I thought that was very good, uh, a very good sign moving forward for the defense that we are developing into a team that can win playoff football games. And all we need is a little bit of improvement in the passing game. And who knows? We can really be competitive. This league this year has been very. Uh, the parity has been very noticeable. Um, there has been no dominant team. Even Philly at 9-1 and one doesn't look like world beaters right now. They're just winning games when they have to win games. And so yep. I think um, anything can happen if we get into the show. But we got to get into the show. In order to get into the show, we got to take care of business. Absolutely. He's Trey Essex, former Steelers offensive lineman, two-time Super Bowl champion. You got into the show quite a few times in your career. So I think you know exactly what you're talking Mm -hmm. about, sir. Trey, thanks so much for joining us here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Thank you all for joining us here in the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. This is the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette show. You find all our written content at post-gazette.com. Find all of our podcast content at Post-Gazette Sports, whether it's on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel for all of the Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes, as well as our our day before for the game episode with the Accuracy Fan Advantage. We've got Ben Baby from ESPN who covers the Bengals to give us a great insight. That'll be up Saturday morning if you want to check that out and get your preview on for the Steelers Bengals this weekend. But we got another we got another episode with Brian Batko for Friday. Hey Trey, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy My Thanksgiving man. to everybody. Okay. I, it wouldn't be a thanks a pre-Thanksgiving Day podcast if I didn't ask you what's the best Thanksgiving Day food. So before we get out of here, best oh. for Thanksgiving Day food right now. Look, I like them all. I'm not picky. But uh, if I have to do say so myself, my fried Cajun turkey that I make at the house is quite the delicacy. So Did you just say fried Cajun turkey? Fried Cajun turkey. Okay, okay, can can I come chain. over tomorrow? Can come I come over, man. <laughs> I got to fry two of them, man. It's going to be oh. fun. <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to that. Trey, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, everyone. Check us out Friday after Thanksgiving. We'll have an episode getting you ready for Steelers Bengals right then. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.